Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award winning journalist. And I'm a trailblazing marketing executive. And we sound kind of full of ourselves, but together we're hosting a brand new podcast to help us look beyond our pandemic present. It's called Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. Each week, we'll interview the leaders and big thinkers in industries from tech and education to fashion and pop culture to find out how they're adjusting to this new way of life. Listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it It's Hey everyone, I am Naomi. And I'm Andy. And we are a real life couple, a real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show where we have comics who are close do sets together about their relationship. And oh boy, we got the second half of our sketch fest show today. Couples Therapy on the road. Speaking of on the road, and I don't want to talk about Jack Kerouac. Uh, I do. <laughs> really? <laughs> Absolutely not. I never read Jack Kerouac. Oh, so I'll say this. <laughs> I'll say this. He's one of those people, and this is a bad. I obviously I understand this uh, <laughs> because you are not supposed to judge a book by its cover, mm-hmm. but I judged a book by its writer, and uh, something about like the hippie movement about like I'm I'm gonna just kick back and like just drive around and <laughs> uh, drop acid. Like to me, that always like stunk of privilege. 
Like the idea that you could like just like drop out of society like that. I mean, of course, white men were doing it. (laughs) Well, that's the thing because you could there was a safety net. You're like, oh. I'm a white man. I could drop acid for a year and then get a job as a CEO of Exxon Mobil. <laughs> and then my entire bloodline will be wealthy for the rest <laughs> of time. And then I'll do my best to abolish the uh, estate tax so that my <laughs> children can live a life of luxury. Yo, okay, my little DSA. You be coming in so extra all the time. Let me tell you, <laughs> Capitalism is a curse. Um, no, but I mean, yes, it is, but... <laughs> I'm not really going to get into that. But no, speaking about on the road, remember back a couple months ago when we went to Solvang Mm -hmm. and we got a ticket. Listeners, you might remember this. I was speeding. I was speeding. I will say this. Yes, I'm getting on my soapbox now. I know you are. There are turnoffs. When you're on two-lane highways, all right, going through the mountains, there are these little things called turnoffs. And I learned this, and I'll tell you how I learned this. There are these little things called turnoffs where if you're going slower than the cars behind you, you pull into the turnoff, you let them go ahead of you, mm-hmm. and then you get behind them, right? Mm-hmm. I did that, and yet, somehow, I'm the one who got a speeding ticket. Uh, how? How? There okay, was, you there went was so far in your upper register on your how, <laughs> so defiant. There are dogs listening to this. Their ears are bleeding, and they're like, <laughs> that, was a, that was a good dog sound. Thank you. Uh, I learned from you, Mabel. <laughs> Mabel's here with us, by the way. In the studio. Um, so there was like a Porsche or some kind of like sporty car that was like flying ahead of us. How did the cop not pull that car over beside us? Because he probably couldn't catch his ass. That <laughs> Porsche was going 90 and the cop said, I'm not trying to die today. Why don't I go after this delicate hybrid? Yes. 10 miles over. This lazy country policeman. Oh my God. I've never been speaking more scared of, in my life. Speaking of policemen in the carceral estate, Naomi. Oh, girl. <laughs> If you even. It needs reform. Anyway, um, <laughs> so part of the, um, so that I didn't get a point on my license yes. and therefore our insurance went up, I had to go to traffic school. Yes. Online traffic school. And let me just tell you this, Naomi, even though I'm screaming, uh-huh. I'm screaming partly because I'm so ecstatic. Yes. Because last night uh, on the eve of the due uh, date, <laughs> of the, of due the date. eve of the deadline, because that's how Andy roll. The <laughs> eve of the guy, he done had, what, when did we go to Solving, y'all? When did you hear about that shit? That was damn near October. And Andy's ass, we on the eve of the deadline. All I right. completed tra- online <laughs> traffic school last night and got a 100% on the final exam without cheating. <laughs> Yes, baby. By That's way, my man, 100%. <laughs> Real love. I will tell you this. I didn't realize it. Also, I didn't realize how easy it was to cheat on the thing if you wanted to. Don't tell them. Well, I'm saying because I didn't do it. And so I I got 100%. I'm a little good boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not. I need y'all to know that I had to take the headphones out of my ears because some about hearing I'm a little good boy deeply in my ears upset me so I don't know what you're going through as a listener right now if you're in your car if you're washing your dishes and you just heard I'm a little good boy and now you don't know what to do I understand you know I always did well in school never (laughs) cheated this was all my own brain power yeah maybe if I would have realized this I wouldn't have wasted the entire week I spent going through this traffic this online traffic school first of all it's boring second of all there is so much information that is useless mm-hmm. as a driver. There's some <laughs> stuff. Look, I know nothing about cars. One of mm-hmm. my good friends growing up is a mechanic. Mm-hmm. So anytime anything that happened with a car, when I was a, 
where I need to drive, mm-hmm. I blew out the tire a ton. What? When I was parking, I would park way too close to the curb. to the curb, mm-hmm. and it would pull out the little thing that has the. That, that holds the oh, air that, in the that tire. Li- oh, what that is, little cap, the little yeah, metal little cap. cap thing. It would constantly pull it out, uh-huh. and then the tire would deflate. Uh, yes, that was the original deflate gate. Oh, and girl. So Jeff would be the one who would, uh, first of all, make fun of me, and then <laughs> second of all, <laughs> chase the tire. Oh my but god! Like, shout was, out to Jeff. Blessings. But there was never. I never had to do anything with a car, and I still know nothing about owning a car now that we have one. I know. Literally, we've had the car for seven months, and at one point, I was like, "When do you change oil?" Mm-hmm. Seventy-five hundred miles. <laughs> I learned that. We've had it almost a year, and we've driven like twenty-six hundred miles. Total. <laughs> um, what we're saying is, we're living life to the fullest. <laughs> Should we go to Trader Joe's tonight, or just not leave the apartment? <laughs> I say, don't leave the apartment. Always, guys. That's what I always say. <laughs> so there's some like useful information for a dummy like me, but a lot of it from this traffic, so-called tra- so-called traffic <laughs> school, was just like there was like a chapter on drug and alcohol abuse and driving, and like one of the questions on one of the quizzes was about like what chemical do men have more of than women that helps them metabolize alcohol faster. Okay, why? <laughs> why would, wait, the question they ask you on the exam is what chemical men have? Right. It was so a, what they're asking you is a biology question uh-huh. for traffic safety. Right, right. They also <laughs> Okay, if it's all that deep, I don't know why so many people can't drive in the city. They asked how many, <laughs> oh, they asked how many bones are in a human body. <laughs> uh, what is Darwinian evolution oh versus <laughs> uh, artificial selection? Oh my yeah, God. no, there's a lot of biology on there. That's insane. Um, I'm really curious about like what is the state mandated part of traffic school? Mm-hmm. There was a chapter on like travel tips. <laughs> like, Wait, in general, you mean? Yeah. And a lot of this was written before, I would have to say, like before 2000, because yeah. like some of the stuff was like, if you have a cell phone, right? Or things like that. And, or like, grab, like, make sure you have your Atlas. Right. And <laughs> your, what was it? What is the guide? Like, there's a name, a brand, like whatever those big maps are. Oh, I keep. know what you're talking about. You know what I'm about. Like, I don't know. Bring your farmer's almanac. Yeah, exactly. Bring a globe. <laughs> a globe. I don't think we're driving. Well, that's just for fun. <laughs> to keep your children occupied. <laughs> bring a globe to keep your children. Cre- bring a globe and one of those little magnetic face things where you can put uh, facial hair with uh, magnetic clippings. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Yes. Actually, yes. That took children, me a second, but yes, yeah, yeah, I like that. Children in 1972 were playing with in the car. <laughs> what did you do in the car when you were like taking trips as a kid? Honey, I'm from New York. We didn't take trips. <laughs> My parents always got little workbooks. We got Mad Libs a lot of times, uh-huh. and these little workbooks that had these like a pens. That, oh, like, yeah, that would reveal stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you dropped one, it couldn't mark up the yeah. actual upholstery of the yep. car. <laughs> yeah. So, well, now I I have a head full of travel tips that I got from it. But uh, you guys, I, this is why you sign up for the Patreon. You'll get a head full of travel <laughs> tips from Andy Baker. Oh yeah, this. <laughs> This next Patreon, I'm going to spill all the travel tips. <laughs> Do you ever have these moments where you like realize that there was a weight on your shoulders that you're yes. like, oh, I'm free of this thing? Yes. Yes. This, tra- this traffic school thing was weighing on me apparently yeah. for the last couple months. Yes, it's been hanging over your head for months. And I feel lighter Ooh. than molecules floating in the sunlight. The molecules of the chemical that make men metabolize alcohol faster than women. ADH, I believe, is the name of the chemical. <laughs> yeah, it is. You got a fucking 100%, bitch. 
<laughs> on my own. I'm proud. I wish they had a certificate. I wish they could like tell like if because I like zoomed through it because I'm like, oh, I know these things. Yeah. I wish like if you and you have 60 minutes for 25 questions. It oh. is like ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and I, I wish they give you like the faster that you. When yeah. I was in eighth grade, Naomi, I got <laughs> oh, Mr. Cauldron, my history uh, teacher. I forget which. I think it's seventh grade. But uh, at the end of the year, he gave out the Coldy Awards. And I got a Coldy Award for fastest worker slash most sci-fi books read because <laughs> I would finish my my tests and quizzes very quickly, and then I would read probably Star Trek: The Next Generation novelizations. Oh my god! I think that's what I might have been reading right that time. Like honestly, seventh grade. That should have been something. Like if you had a dating profile now, that should go on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of information that tells me exactly who you are as a person. Fastest worker <laughs> and most sci-fi books read. That's you. That's you in a fucking nutshell. <laughs> Truly. Imagination and purpose. Uh, that's you in a nutshell. Speaking of imagination and purpose. Uh, that we've got some great housekeeping for you. <laughs> I know. I know because I'm so excited to get to the sads. Oh, my God. First of all, we got t-shirts. Yes. I am so excited about this. Our This is Imagination and Purpose. David Saracino designed these shirts for yes. us. They are beautiful. One of them is our new logo. Another one is a Gotta Miss a Bitch t-shirt. You will love, you will wear everywhere, and people will live. All I've ever wanted is merch. I know. I know. You're living your dream now in yeah. 2020. It's yeah. never too late. You hear that, folks? Naomi speaks truth. Naomi's the new Oprah. <laughs> oh my God, I fucking wish. She's an Oprah. Oh my God, give me a fucking garden full of fresh vegetables. Hopra? I don't know. Hopra. That's not you. No, I, you know, I'm Nopra. Very <laughs> yeah. negative. Very I like, negative. I was, I'm like, yeah, my first pitch was good. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Um, but if you go to CouplesTherapyPod.com and you click on store or go to MerchNow.com slash CouplesTherapyPod, you can get t-shirts there. It's a pre-sale now and it ships in just three days from now. Yes, please sign up for the pre-sale, babe. Get these shirts now. Be on the cutting edge. Be the first in the game. Also, if you live in Los Angeles, our April show is bonkers. All right, we got John Gambling and Andrea Rosen coming back. Parents, lovers, spouses. We got Mano Agapian and Betsy Sidaro, Tiff Stevenson, and Chris Martin. UK Comics Supreme. coming through. UK <laughs> coming through. Uh, they're brilliant, as they say in Britain. Um, <laughs> as they say in Britain, brilliant. Now, I know what you mean, but just you saying it, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like in a British accent, I know it's something different. Yeah. But in an American accent, you just said brilliant. They're not chavs. Okay, good job. It could be, I don't know. Um, <laughs> also, while you are at CouplesTherapyPod.com getting your merch, getting your ticket to the live show, you know what you can also do? Sign up for our Patreon. The aforementioned Patreon. So, I'm telling you, you can pretty much go to one website and make all of your dreams come true for me and you. Wow, okay, okay. Wow, a vocal journey. Okay, you guys. <laughs> I think it's time. It's time for, for you. that network of mine. <laughs> you guys, we have this first set from Dave Foley and Chrissy Guerrero coming to us at Sketchfest. Dave and Chrissy are actors and spouses. Chrissy is part of the podcast Don't Say with Paul and Dave. And you know Dave from Kids in the Hall News Radio and previous episodes of this podcast. Yeah. So this time we got the husband and the wife telling it like it is. Roll it. We thought we'd do some folk songs for you. Uh, we're just gonna uh, slow things down a little bit. Then we're gonna bring them to a halt. Then we're gonna 
Mostly because we're woefully unprepared. Yeah. Uh, I, we are not, uh, well, I was going to say we are not stand-up comedians, but that's a lie. I was. You were. I was. You were. Uh, but then I got money in the bank, and I stopped. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a singer is, by trade. See, beautiful voice of an angel. Well, that's Voice what, of an absolute angel. So if this starts to go awry, <laughs> Blame uh, me. I will, Chrissy will sing Ave Maria. Uh, <laughs> so that will be our fallback. Um, Great. But Great. so we are married. We've been we've we been are. married twenty years, yep. uh, which isn't entirely. No, don't clap yet because it's partially. You gotta hear the a, story. It's a lie. It's partially a lie, because uh, we we've been married twenty years, uh -huh. but uh, we were separated for ten of them. Yeah. You should start at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Start All right. At the Here's how we met in I guess 1998. Eight. 1998. Uh, and I had, I was single, I had been married once before. Uh, Me too. Yes, she had, yes. I didn't know at the time. Um, Dirty secrets. Yeah, but I had, and, uh, oh, that comes back to haunt us as well. Um, so I had been married to someone who I'm legally not allowed to talk about. But I didn't sign anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, uh, 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 what, uh, what, so we, so I was single at the time, and I've been, uh, so I was single after this marriage, the first so marriage. So you said for five, yeah, I was for five, for five, and I don't. One thing you should know about me, I don't date. You know this about me now, that okay. I don't date. <laughs> I I fuck as many people as I can. Oh, that yes. As few okay. times as I can, and then go somewhere else. Just keep moving, yeah. and. Uh, until I, I, I meet someone and then I marry them. Um, so I was, I was in this stage of my singleness of just, I was in the phase of just wanting to fuck as many people as I could. Mm -hmm. And I went, and, but some friends of mine, comedian friends, were doing a show um, at the Largo in, uh, in Los Angeles. The original Largo. You can, you can applaud very, very softly if you choose. <laughs> if you knew that. You I, heard that somebody, I heard somebody applauding like this. <laughs> well, they don't want Flanagan no. to come no. punch them yeah. out. Yeah. And so we were, uh, she was doing a show, and it was a bunch of comedy friends. Like Paul F. Tompkins, you probably heard of Paul F. Tompkins, was Who? in the show. Yep. Paul F. And uh, our friends, uh, 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 Paul, is it Greenberg? Greenberg. Paul Greenberg and uh -huh. Jackie Harris, who yep, do our uh, podcast yeah. with us, the Don't Say Cunt podcast, yep. which is the f proper title. Uh, if yeah. you don't like it's it. It's the real title. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> So we were doing... Fuck you, you're a cunt, you mean. Yes. So we're doing... Uh, I went to see this show called uh, White Trash Wins Lotto, which was an, uh, an operetta about Axl Rose. That's true. It's true. And it's a brilliant <laughs> show. It was Andy Preboy wrote this. A Gilbert and Sullivan style, style operetta. musical. Operetta. And I went with my friend, my good friend Craig Northey, who was in a Vancouver band, The, the Odds. We went, we went to see the show, and I saw the show, and all these people, all my comedian friends came out, and then uh, this woman came out uh, with this incredible voice, the voice of an angel, and was singing. And I turned to my friend Craig Northey in the middle of the show and said, I should have a woman like that. And that, I was talking about Chrissy, in case you hadn't figured it out. Well, that would be awkward if you in case, weren't. In case you lacked any moment. romance in your heart. That's what I was saying. Um, and so, right after that show, I, I went up to Chrissy and I said, I, I would really, really like to go out with you. And she looked in my eyes and said, no, no. <laughs> uh, 
because uh, she had a boyfriend. I did. And so I put that on the back burner. And then, uh, and then about a, how long? Six months later. Um, about that, yeah. Ended up in uh, Aspen for the, um, the Aspen HBO, what HBO used to be the HBO Comedy, Comedy Festival. Festival. Uh -huh. um, and yes, yeah, so we were up there. I was up there with a movie that I made uh, called The Wrong the Guy. The Wrong Guy. And uh, that's ahead, all right. It's okay. You're gonna, <laughs> two of you, two of you've seen you're it. You're going to exhaust yourself for that. You don't want to put out that kind of energy this time of night. <laughs> Uh, so I had my I new eye. Yeah, and uh, and Chrissy was there again with White Trash Wins Lotto, and I see and I love the show, and so I went over and saw the show, and we were in and had a great time, and we were all hanging out after in one of the hotel rooms, getting drunk, and and Chrissy seemed very flirty, so I thought, oh, I think this is my chance, uh, so I, I would like to go out with you, and she she said no. Um, <laughs> Because she still had the same boyfriend. Apparently. I like to really draw things out. Yes, yeah. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, will they? No, they won't. That was kind of. It was like a Sam and Diane without any tension. Um, so, uh, and then I uh, drunkenly that night I said, you know, if, if there's ever an opening in the show, uh, Chrissy says she can teach anyone to sing, and uh, she'll teach me to sing, and I'll be in the show. And you don't know this, but one of my deepest fears is singing in public. Uh, so that was putting a lot on the line. And, um, and so then a while later, Paul F. Tompkins dropped out of the show, right? So I said, hey, yeah. Dave Foley said he'd do it. Yeah, and so I went, oh, fuck. And <laughs> said, all right, I really want to go out with Chrissy, so I'll do this. And so I came in and we rehearsed and Chrissy taught me to sing the song I was supposed to sing and I worked very hard and, and got over my fear and didn't get too drunk before the shows, but a little. Uh, and, I mean, yeah. Uh, mm, yeah, a little, just a little, I mean, a little. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then I got through the show and we did, show, we did a show at the Roxy. Uh, yes, it was a big, the Roxy big in LA. Yeah. And, Rock uh, Club, Rock Club. And so, uh, so again, I thought, all right. And I said, I would really like to go out with you. And Chrissy looked deeply into my eyes this time and said, no, uh, <laughs> no, I, I have a boyfriend. And, uh, and then uh, as I was leaving the Roxy that night, our friends Paul and Jackie were driving past me and said, when are you gonna ask Chrissy out? And I said, I've asked her out many times, but she has a boyfriend. And uh, Jackie Harris leaned out the car window and said, He's not good to her. I said, well, fuck him. <laughs> Gloves are off. And I immediately started bearing down on and so it was, uh, I mean, not like yeah. that. Yeah. Not bear, I mean. Not it was, it was creepy. Uh, <laughs> you know, and. Figuratively. Uh, yeah, and, but I, so I was like, I, it was no longer just I'd like to go out with you. I would, take you aside and say, look, whenever you're done with a sham relationship. That is an actual quote. An actual quote. Actually I would love to go out me. with you. And eventually it paid off because I did eventually talk you into splitting up with your boyfriend. Yes, it's true. And then it's, we went on our first real date. Which was a week in Hawaii. <laughs> That's how you get a lady. <laughs> you be rich. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was our first date. We went to the Hawaii Film Festival. Uh -huh. And uh, where we were screening uh, the wrong guy again. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. And, he really, uh, really used that yeah, movie oh. for all it was worth. Oh. <laughs> How do you think I managed to get laid so much before I found you? Um, so we were in Hawaii for a week. Had a wonderful, fantastic trip. Uh, 
And then, uh, and then when we got back from Hawaii, it was immediately, it was time to go on tour with the kids in the hall, re reuniting. It was, yeah, it was 2000, we were gonna reunite, so I asked Chrissy to, to come on tour with us. Oh but, oh, but there was more to this. Before we went on tour with the kids in the hall, uh, we had another date, which was fun, the New Year's Eve date, the Millennium date. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, by the way, Eve. I just want to, I, but before we go into anything else, I, where is the light, just so we know where the light <laughs> is? Because I would hate to miss it. Uh, ah, okay. Oh, there it yeah. is, that's our time. Thank you. Uh, okay, so it's back there, all right. Because we are, we are dedicated to giving you, the audience, the bare minimum. So it was New Year's Eve, the millennium. It was turning, I don't know if any of you are old enough to remember the millennium. Y2K. Y2K, Y2K. everyone was afraid. Unplug your computers. People were panicked. Uh, so I went out and it was the first time I met your family. That's right. Yes. Uh, we went out to... Uh, Down in Orange County, yeah. Southern California. So we went to Chrissy's uh -huh. mom's yeah. house. Yeah. For, uh, for a New Year's Eve party. That's right. Yes. And, uh, and it was a lot of fun. We were having... I had a great time. Yes. So having met your, your mom was fantastic and hilarious. And, you know, and, and a glorious alcoholic. Uh, the so fun I, kind. So I immediately She's left the her because I, I was still an alcoholic uh, then. <laughs> now I'm drinking liquid death. Can, uh, canned disappointment. Yes, this is. I thought how, I was grabbing a beer. I know this is a sponsor of the festival, but how well does this sell in Flint? <laughs> um, it's uh, it's water. Yeah, by the way, yeah, it's water. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but then, but we had, a, but we had another invitation that night. We were, we were having a great time at her mom's house, but we were invited to the uh, Millennium Party at the, the Playboy Play Mansion. Playboy, Playboy Mansion. Mansion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if any of you are old enough to remember Playboy. It's true. It's uh, it's a magazine. It's yeah. We used to jerk off to. In a more innocent time. You you used to jerk off. No, all to. of us did. All of us. <laughs> Um, but so we went I to jerked the, off to Sean Cassidy Yeah It's not jerking off if you're sighing <laughs> Now So we left there we had a, I had a limo I had a stretch limo Oh, he was still working it I then. had a stretch limo With my regular driver um, Rick. Rick 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 Yeah and so we left there, we got in the stretch limo, and we, and we put on our fancy party clothes uh, in the limo, and had a little bit of sex in the, in the limo. We put the divider up, we're not animals. No. Um, but once, you know, we were changing. Um, and we went to the Playboy Mansion for the, have, bring in the millennium. It was gonna be amazing oh, so exciting. We were to be there. so excited. For and, the year 2000. Uh, at the Playboy Mansion. That's right. The grotto. All the mm, things. All of it. All the, the legends. Bunnies. Bun, the Playboy, bun, Playboy bunnies. And actual real bunnies, too. There were a lot of rabbits <laughs> lot on of the rabbits. property. Um, and Pat McCormick. <laughs> no one's there. He was there. Um, uh, who else was there? Weird Al. Weird Al, Weird Al was, there. was there. Yeah. Martin Landau. True. Martin Landau was there. Martin Landau was there every night. Uh, Scott Bayo, I believe, was Scott there. Scott Bayo was there. Scott Bayo. He was there. He was there just holding Martin Landau up. Yep. That was that was the only job he could get then. Uh, Scott Bayo is just he was he was he was he was Martin Landau's leaning post. Um, 
So they were there, and all oh, the glamour oh, yeah. of just nothing but old Playboy bunnies. It was, but, they were all 50, and I used to well, think that was old. Yeah. But the grotto. Then the grotto. Was so gross. You could stand a straw up in it. <laughs> Not sexy, not sexy no. at all. And it had an, had, had the, the air, the air was redolent with chlamydia. Uh, <laughs> and, and, it, and again, it seemed like we were the only young people there. We were in a, we weren't know, young. We were, we were in I, our thirties. Well, I was, yeah, we were in our thirties. Uh, <laughs> and we just got the light. Oh my God. Oh, we, uh, fuck it then, we're done. <laughs> Ave Maria. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. All right. Hey, guys. Naomi here to talk to you about Third Love, which offers wonderful bras in over 80 sizes. The best thing about Third Love is if, if you're on the hunt for a comfortable bra you can wear over and over and over, Third Love has you covered. They have straps that won't slip and tagless labels, and they are made of a lightweight, super thin memory foam cup that will mold to your shape. So come on, get comfortable. The best thing about Third Love is that they offer a perfect fit promise. Every customer has 60 days to wear their bra, wash their bra, put it to the test, and if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Yes, Third Love even donates all of their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. So, if you want to give Third Love a try, there's really nothing to lose. And right now, Third Love is offering couples therapy listeners 15% off their first order. So go to thirdlove.com therapy to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's thirdlove.com therapy. And we're back. Oh, my God. I wish our marriage could be as dynamic as Chrissy and Dave's. Why don't we go to Playboy Mansions? Uh, does it exist anymore? <laughs> I don't know. What's the equivalent now? Like a Williamsburg sex party? Uh, I don't know. What is attractive? <laughs> would you, hold on. Would you want to go to that? Absolutely not. But the yeah. question is, why haven't you asked me? Because I wouldn't want to go to that. It's less wanting to By go, way, but you know how it's like you want to be invited? You know what I mean? Like you want to be wanted there, even though you don't want to be there. What is the gr what is the gross version? Of, what's like Playboy now? I guess it's not gross. Maxim? <laughs> what is oh, like no, that's not it. They're, they're, they still have magazines for nakedness. Yeah, but it's like low-key nudity, mm -hmm. but like there's no Hugh Hefner. Guys, who's the new Hugh Hefner? That's what we're trying to figure out. The new Hugh Hefner is Hugh Jackman. New Hefner. The new Hefner. Who's new Hefner? Uh, is Hugh Jackman. Uh, what a gross dude. <laughs> hey, uh, no. by the way, us joking about this uh, is no. not, uh, no, 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 we no. do not. Uh, no, 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 it's terrible. Yeah, it's no. terrible. But like, would you actually, if we were living in the 70s, would you want to go to the Playboy Mansion? Isn't it just like debauchery and like grossness? Yes, I think we have a friend who went to the Playboy Mansion, like, you know, in the last few years, like back when it was up and running. Name them, who? Like, yeah. Name them, But Name I remember them. she said it was just like so funny and weird because it was just like, girls hanging out like it was like just like because she was like friends with somebody so like they would just like go you know it was like a party house literally so it was like you want to come to the mansion and just like have some food and drinks and it was like okay Ugh. a real a, crash pad if you will just imagine everything covered in cum oh my god no i i believe <laughs> he is a 24 hour staff to clean yes like please people are thinking about hand sanitizer now hugh have not had hand sanitizer since 1967 he knows what has to happen there's a bleach scent in the air. <laughs> There's just like a 
like a thing to dip your genitals into this like pool of Purell. <laughs> Ew, for some reason. I don't even tell you what I'm imagining, because Purell's goopy. Anyway. <laughs> and of course, by goopy, you mean Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I mean. But, I mean, <laughs> obviously I don't want to go to a sexual party, but... Do you want to go to any... You don't want to go to anything, do you? No, I'm not active, but you're pretty active. And so uh, sometimes I'm... You're like, you've been doing stuff, didn't you? Like, you go to concert. You, like, recently went. I've been making a, a, an attempt to... Get out of my doldrums. I've been in doldrums for a while. Yes. You know, yes. part of it obviously was traffic school hanging over my head. <laughs> yes. Part of it just been like in this creative slump. You know, I, we got here to Hollywood, Naomi. I saw the inside machinery. and you saw how the sausage was made. Yeah. And it made me want to vomit. Exactly. <laughs> Once I saw the, exactly. <laughs> the, the sausage, the meat being shoved in the casing. Yep. Yep. You saw yeah. that it was like really that it was just like toenails and bones. <laughs> Being shoved into a casing, and then you were like, absolutely Uh, not. uh, Yeah, so I try to get it, and and in my attempt to get out of those doldrums, I'm like, I gotta go see things. I gotta go see people make things I like. I started going to more shows at UCB. I saw um, a friend of ours, Dan Hodap, has a great monthly show at UCB called The Scene. It was great. Uh, inspiring. And then I went and saw Destroyer with my friend Aaron. Uh, if you don't know Destroyer, it's Dan Behar. You might know him from New Pornographers. When you say it's Destroyer, a- I think of like a heavy metal band, like <laughs> hard rock Destroyer. It's we funny. are Destroyer. Yeah. It's funny. When I look him up, I find there's another band called Pig Destroyer, which is oh. a metal band. Well, like, yeah, I yeah, adding pig clarifies it. <laughs> Don't you think? Sure. Isn't that like a slaughterhouse? You could call a slaughterhouse a pig destroyer. Definitely. How the Uh, sausage is made. (laughs) Um, I was trying to think of like Playboy Mansion as the... Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Can we take a minute and talk about skims? Now, you know I'm a recent skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, skims, basics, and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable. And it's giving casual, but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good at it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Dear listeners, 
Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out, but the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. MeUndies got style for everyone, from all-black classics to fun, expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Pig destroyer? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so I went and saw the show, and A, I'm too old to go. <laughs> I'm not really too old. I, we should have been sitting up in the balcony. You know, when I was going to see like Pavement and Foo Fighters at the Trocadero Ooh, in uh, the Trop? Yeah, in Philly uh-huh. when I was a teenager. Yeah. And I would like look up at the balcony and be like, look at those geezers. <laughs> I'm now old enough to be one of those geezers. Yes. And I, Aaron and I should have gone and sat up there. Instead, yeah. we were sit- standing down on the floor. Y'all should have been the Muppets. Y'all should have been them old men from the Muppets. <laughs> But you heard Waldorf? Is that what their names are? That is. They complain though? Or are they just like Yeah, they complain. Oh, okay. No, well, you were having fun. You want to have fun at the balcony. Uh no, we would have complained. Because <laughs> that is what I did to Aaron. I complained about <laughs> being at this show. No, A, I love Destroyer. Eleanor Friedberger opened up from the Fiery Furnaces. That also sounds like it would be heavy metal. Fiery furnaces. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know things. Continue. I want to hear you sing like a hardcore song now. <laughs> well, because you were you're you're getting the Cookie Monster voice a little. You got it. A li- you got it a little bit. Uh, okay, I came up with a list of things that I want to <laughs> see changed at indie rock shows. Okay, okay, yes, Andy, you have to be the change. Tell indie, it, indie rock shows, or as I call them, group therapy for repressed white men. <laughs> accurate, the, I imagine. The accurate. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell you my suggestions. All right. When you buy a ticket, mm-hmm. all right, you yeah. should have to input your height, and an algorithm will tell you where to stand so everyone can see the stage optimally. You are correct. Andy, honestly, that's what all fucking li- Yes, girl. That needs to happen. Naomi, 
I'm a socialist when it comes to economics, yes. but a fascist when it comes <laughs> to crowd management. Oh my God, that's true. It kills me. It really it did, Naomi. It destroyed my soul. So many tall people saying, oh, look, I'm a short man. We all know this. Honey, your travel size. Yes. I love it. I'm petite. Petite. I'm petite in size, <laughs> but grande in soul. <laughs> You just want to be able to see like everybody else, and I understand and respect that. The other thing is, if you're at an indie rock concert, and it's pretty crowded, you have basically like a two-by-two parcel of land Mm -hmm. to stand on. Yeah. Here's acceptable dancing. (laughs) Nodding your head. Uh Uh-huh. Crossing your arms. Uh (laughs) Is that dancing indie? It's part of the indie. Look, if you go to an indie (laughs) rock show, it's part of what you're doing. Okay. Okay. Tapping your foot. That's it. (laughs) That's all you're allowed. You want to sway? (laughs) Go see fish. Go to a <laughs> widespread panic concert, okay? Uh-huh. Yes. Go You're- go see Rude Dog or whatever it's called. Oh my god, is that a band? I think it's a jam band. I don't Rude know. Rude Dog. When I was doing improv, I used to have like a list of like 10 ba- any genre, 10 bands I had to rattle off. Band names really upset me. Rat like, Dog? It might be Rat Dog. <laughs> Even worse. It's like all of it is bad. But I think you're right. It's like, I need three-foot bubble, personal space. Nobody wants to be here for your interpretive movements. Mm -hmm. You are not at home. Yeah. Also, here's another rule. Yeah. You get five woos per concert. (laughs) Five! Wait, who gets the woos? Who gets five? Any audience member. Oh, they meaning people should not (laughs) You get five of those. Wait, what was happening? Was there too much woos? There was a guy next to me. First of all, after every song, he would go, Dan! Woo! Dan! Who's Dan? Dan Behar, Destroyer. Oh my God. Wait, after every song, 30 woos and a Dan. I don't need that name. No, that's too many woos. That's I very excessive. Don't need that. You got five woos, and there's a person <laughs> hired to, to follow. To monitor woos. Yeah, there's a monitor. woo monitor. <laughs> there's a woo monitor, Naomi. Okay. Unlimited clapping? Unlimited clapping. Okay. No, well, uh oh. You get, you get to clap after every song. Okay. Okay. Yep. And one time per concert, one time per show, you get to clap when there's a song you like. You know, there'll always be like the start of a song that everyone uh-huh, likes, that and then ever, suddenly everyone like recognizes mm-hmm. it and they start clapping. Mm-hmm. You get to do that once, once okay. per show. Okay, and you don't want to talk. It doesn't have to all happen at the same time. Uh, Andrew, these are too many addendums. <laughs> too many addendums. Yeah, you get you get your choice. If there's a if there's a particular song, but if there's like a song from like their first album, and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna clap now that I recognize it, like. 10 seconds in, and then, then they play another song that's like a cool B-side. Yeah. You don't get to clap to the second one. Wow. You don't get to okay. clap to that second one. Okay. You okay. get one recognition clap. Okay. <laughs> Five woos, one recognition clap. <laughs> one cool clap. Because that really, that's the clap that's like, oh, I'm cool. I knew right. this like, I knew obscure the song, song. Right, immediately, right. Yeah. Or like they'll do a uh, cover of like an obscure band or something like that, and you'll clap for that. You're like, I know this obscure band. Right, 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 right. You want to make sure people know who you are. Right. How, how can you make this concert about you? Yes. And that's what it's really about. I know McCarthy. Yeah. They are a- <laughs> I don't want to know. A left Don't tell me. British band. They're like- the Oh, so really McCarthy, because I was like McCarthyism. Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. okay. They're like uh, the Smiths without Morrissey's racism. Now that sounds fun. <laughs> Uh, this is not a rule, but this is more like a thing that you need uh, to do at every show, which is have a temporary nemesis. <laughs> we 
wait, wait. Why do you need and I think, to have? I think you should do that in every live experience. You should have a temporary nemesis. It's I don't a good, know about that. A, because there's going to be a lot of stuff you dislike about the show. You know, you're standing there for a couple hours. Your legs get tired. Your hands get tired from clapping. They get chapped from clapping. Okay, you know, there's a lot of stuff to be annoyed at. You need something to funnel your annoyance into. I don't. I'm not saying. But you, a person? Yeah, that's not okay. They're like a, they're they're your uh, wicker man. <laughs> but what do you do to them? You just like what? Shoot them dirty looks? And you're and condo- no nothing. You just like funnel your, your hatred. You you, you can't. I, I don't think there should be any kind of. I don't think you should do anything physical towards them. Well, I would hope not. Andrew. Right. Well, I'm just saying. Like this is not like an invitation for you to get in fights at these shows. Right. This isn't a, a Black Flag show Ooh. from 1982. God, I hate all band names. <laughs> like, uh, so at this one, these three guys stood in front of me the entire time. Uh, I called them Meteor Melon, Spaghetti Sauce. Meteor Melon, <laughs> A, because he had a giant head and was blocking my view the entire time. Spaghetti Sauce, because that's what he smelled like. And then <laughs> Mini Ed Kemper, because he looked like a Mini oh, Ed Kemper. Oh, God, a Mini Ed Kemper. Yeah. I would argue the bulk of Ed Kemper is his bulk, but okay, right. Mini Ed Kemper, continue. I hated them for the length of the show. Immediately, that right. dissipated as soon as the show was As soon over. as you went, went away, right. 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 Like, if you ran it into can't them, be, It yeah. can't be Chronic Grudge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It has to, ooh, that's a good band name, Chronic Grudge, for a, a hardcore band. Hey, yeah, anyone in a hardcore hard. band playing, uh, listening to the show? Free band name. <laughs> Uh, but they all kept like jostling into my my uh, personal space. Yeah, and just in general being um, annoying. <sighs> this is like why I don't like I don't like concerts in general. I do not like being packed with crowds. I like don't want to have to. It's like I would have been holding my wallet the whole time. I'm like I don't have time for this. Like these oh god crowd sticky fingers emoting strangers emoting because I'm like that musician cannot hear you cannot see you so for me it's like you're on this emotional journey that I find really embarrassing to watch uh-huh. do you know what I mean like those are all my issues with like bands I mean because I've been to a few concerts in my youth you like know obviously what? pop acts I mean naturally in sync back when pink opened for them so that's how they call that pink the was opening pink? absolutely not that's what I would call the tour. My very first concert, I believe, 90s, okay, it was Monica Immature and fuck, was it Usher? It was in Detroit. And of course, me and my cousins, we went. And it was just like all black girls in the audience. You know, we were like all, like, we might have been 13, 12. <laughs> And it was so fun, but then there were so many was times. Was it Debrat? Was that the? No, Andy. It was all sexual R&B moments. But the thing that kept killing me, they kept like turning the mic and being like, you sing. It's like, I didn't pay for me to sing. I want you to sing. I'm just like not into that energy. Oh, God. Put me at home. I got to say, my I feel pretty cool. My first concert, my parents took me to see Paul Simon on the Graceland tour. Oh, that's a fucking good one. At Hershey Park. Was Hershey, he- Arena. <laughs> Hershey Arena. Was he surrounded by Africans? Yeah. It was, uh, Maybe Lady they Smith were with Black him? Mombasa Okay, they were there, there yeah, on yeah. the tour. Paul Simon and Lady Smith Black Mombasa, Graceland. Ooh, baby. I that's, love Graceland. Would you I say, love that album. Yeah, would you say that's our album? If there's one, <laughs> if there's an album that, that we both love. A pity Jewish man making the most of his Afrikan experience? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, our relationship is the Graceland of relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, those are my rules. Uh, abide by them or, <laughs> or else. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we'll be right back with more show. My name is Kimberly Drew. If I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists, it's that we all have the power to create something beautiful. 
That's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store. They're a big deal, and it's time we give them our attention. Listen to Your Attention, Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's inspired by Your Attention, Please, now streaming on Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on Black history. And we're back. You guys, we got you another sweet sketch best set. Oh, I'm so excited with this one. Especially Uh, because, you know, honey, it's a thruple. We love thruples. I love a thruple. You guys, this next set is from Adol Refai, Arnie Niekamp, and Matt Young, who are improvisers, comedians, and the hosts and creators of the podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. One of my favorites. Ooh, you guys. It was so fun to meet them. They were so lovely. And we had them doing something a little different for themselves, a little out of their comfort zone. And it was a good time. Yeah, they're not playing characters anymore. They're getting real. <laughs> Roll it. Oh no, they started with energy. <laughs> Our kryptonite. Hi, we are uh, neither a couple nor stand-ups. Uh, but we're something uh, far... Although you did lean over to me and say, isn't it wild that any theater Daryl Hannah ends up in is immediately a splash zone? <laughs> Here, here's, all, here's what you need... This is the first and most important thing you need to know about our relationship. Adel will take his jokes and put them on me. It's where, called projecting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's where he's like, hey, didn't you tell me uh, that time that uh, an elephant and a rhinoceros is an elephino? Killer. So we do a podcast. <laughs> uh, like they said, called Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's a fantasy-based improv comedy podcast, which sounds terrible to me, too. <laughs> Uh, but we've uh, over the last five years we've uh, we've been uh, growing and becoming uh, uh, more popular. We joined the Earwolf Network a few years ago, and the, the Earwolf. That's yeah, love Earwolf. Um, and yeah. by the time we all leave here, all of you will have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before that, we all came up. I laughed. Fuck you! I laughed. <laughs> Look under your seat. It's a Lisbon account. Uh, we, uh, I don't, why, am I, why am I explaining the fucking show? Because um, you're doing the most with the mic stand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, it just feels right. Um, no. Uh, it's a fully improvised uh, chat show set in a fantasy world. I play a lightly fictionalized version of myself. Uh, Matt play, which was, a, which, if you're thinking about doing that, don't, it's a mistake. Because uh, everyone tweets at you now. Yeah. As if you're your character. Exactly. And your real life is like ruined, kind of. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but. Uh, but, but, Matt, but right, right? Yeah. Matt plays uh, a pompous wizard. Yes. Which yeah. is also a lightly fictionalized version of yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah. When Arnie came to us with this idea, I kind of said, "Oh, I think I want to be like a wizard or some high-status person." So that's the kind of thing that I think is funny. And the idea of like being like Ian McKellen as Gandalf, but like he's always in the "Thou shalt not pass" mode. 
Like he's never not that. Even when he absolutely shouldn't be is really fun to me. Um, so that's what I did. Yeah, and I play a shapeshifter. And this has been summaries. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. We really should, get into it. We should talk about something. So I know, I was we, gonna, I was gonna say. I'm just joking. No, it's okay. We, yeah, we. Oh, I was go. gonna say. So we started the show like five years ago, but we've been working together in Chicago in comedy in the improv scene for much longer than that. I've known Arnie since 2001, and Adel since about 2008. Uh, and we've just we did a show called World News Tonight, where we all did uh, satirical improv uh, comedy together. Uh, Arnie and I were roommates for four years. Uh, so we've had lots of weird interactions in our lives uh, we're that, got, impro- that got us here. We're improv married. So let's just yes. start digging into each other. <laughs> well, I was going to say, we should probably talk about, this is our first time on the road. So we've been doing a tour. We did Atlanta, Charlotte, uh, Seattle, Portland, and now San Francisco. And before, we've done like one-offs. So I remember like we did, we've done several shows in Chicago. We've done shows in like, <laughs> we do like one show in New York. And I know, like, we'd get in the night before, do a show, and then leave the next day and be like, I feel like a fucking, fucking road dog. <laughs> like, this is great. And we, like, two shows into... This is the first time we've done any shows, uh, not just a one-off. Uh, two shows into tour, we, it was bad. <laughs> Touring is exhausting. Two of the shows were bad? No. The sh- the sh- everyone was very generous, way too generous. But I feel like we hit a wall. I mean... Let me give you um, Arnie tonight. This is the headspace we're at. At the end of the tour, (laughs) this is a text Arnie sent me moments ago. He said, we're a karate. It was a text Arnie sent. And that's... That shows the mental exhaustion of tour. Like, I understand the eagles at this point. I think I meant to text, we're backstage. I... (laughs) I saw... I did see that it auto-corrected to... We are a karate. And I decided, fuck it. I'm going to hit send. That's better than yeah. what I was going to say. Apropos, apropos. Yeah. So what do you, let's talk about maybe the, the highlights and the lowlights of, of touring. Because we're brand new to this. This must be annoying for people who actually tour. But we're brand new to this. So it would have been like, like, the highlights for me have been any time that we're comfortable being silent around each other. <laughs> Like, when we get breakfast, and, and nobody's like, so... Like, I, I like that we're getting comfortable enough to just be like, we can just, like, be on our phones or hang out. Sure. And then also... And then the low lights is we can't all agree on what religion to raise our children in. <laughs> the highlight... Arnie, Baptist. Arnie talked us into watching The Circle on this tour... So I think we all started watching The Circle. Oh, and I fucking hate these types of reality shows. They're my least favorite thing. I, I hate Big Brother. I just don't like them. Like, and The Circle is real good. <laughs> it's, so, it's so deliciously stupid. And, and everyone has to qualify it with like, oh, it's so bad, but I like it. But like, it's honestly like, it's compelling. It's an interesting yeah. show that's a game where it, nobody is actually doing a single fucking thing. It's caricatures acting out what your grandparents think the internet is. <laughs> it's people over and over going, loyalty is all that matters, and they've never even fucking laid an eye on one another. Yeah, It's wild. Anyway. I talked them into watching The Circle, so on the plane they were watching The Circle, and I was pissed that I had caught up on The Circle, so I had to watch The Farewell. 
I was like, oh, this is beautiful, but I wish I was watching The Circle. Uh, can we quickly talk about the fact that for a moment I thought Adel had died? That was, that's what happens on the road, apparently. We, uh, one night, we uh, decided to order pizza. Oh, yeah. Uh, Adel says, I'm going to order pizza. We're like, Where's right. this going? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was confused. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. Uh, we Adel ordered pizza. We all go to our rooms, and then I, my, my phone is dying. I'm texting like, hey, where? tell me when the pizza's coming. All right, anybody, at any moment, tell me when the pizza's coming. No response. There was a Star Wars marathon on USA. <laughs> Eventually, I get a response uh, from Matt, and then it turns to the point where we're like, he's not responding at all. We don't really even know what his hotel room is. And he uh, eats so poorly. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, also, here's what raises the stakes. There was pizza coming, supposedly. So we're literally wandering around the hotel being like, how do we find where he is? Can we go to the front desk and explain that we're trying to find him? And I sort of... Uh, like most, uh, like a lot of people, I live with some amount of anxiety, so I just sort of start to assume the worst. You know, like if you, uh, like maybe your loved one stays out uh, late and it's fine, but for whatever reason you get it in your head, you're like, oh, they're dead. <laughs> they're dead. And you make yourself really sad, and I was like, oh, we're wandering around the hotel, and I'm like, oh, Adel's dead. <laughs> And then eventually, you make, you make peace with it. I should clarify that we did go to the front desk, and they were absolutely no fucking help at all. That We did ask where he was. We're not that stupid. Uh, and they were like, I don't know, hopefully he's around. You the, know, like. the hotel had like glass portraits of like Hank Williams, Dolly Parton, Michael Jackson, like just like random musical celebrities. And they were somebody, caught, an employee caught me in the hall and kind of was gesturing towards the, the glass portraits and looked at me and goes and winks and goes, "How was your stay?" <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not impressed by fucking glass portraits. <laughs> it, it just tickled me. Yeah. Uh, it turned out you'd fallen asleep. Yeah. And I felt bad about that point where I got to where I was like, well, we got to figure out a way to move on from this. We got to, <laughs> like, look, this is bad, but we can't let this define us. We have four more shows to do. <laughs> we got four more shows. There's also something fun about every hotel we've been to, every restaurant we've gone to, people we've met. We're from the Midwest, so it's one of those things of like, if someone like, if someone were to like slam into me, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. And everywhere we go, I feel like we have that. It's almost like, it's almost work for them. <laughs> How apologetic we are. Where everything, we've, we've apologized for everything. I've noticed that more and more how fucking Midwest we are. Being in cities where it's like, they're like, it'll take a minute to get your room key. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And they're like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'll probably apologize at the end of this segment. Yeah, of course. Segment. Yeah. At as sorry, you should. Sorry, sorry yeah. everyone. I, and this is not an exaggeration, I will uh, start a, a complaint phone call by apologizing. Like, I'll call, like, if it's something like my cable's out, and I'll immediately be like, look, I know it's not you. I know it's a complicated system. It's, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you're just trying to do your job and all, and all of these things. I, I used to work in customer service, too. Stuff like that. 
That's my go-to. That's like, your go-to? I, well, I, yeah, I worked on a customer service line for a long time, probably when we were living together, and I was like, look, I'm, I, I, hey, I've been where you're at. <laughs> I, I, work, do it, I do it when I go to Dairy Queen, too, because that's, <laughs> that's my illustrious history. What, what, are you, what do you need to apologize for at Dairy Queen? I'm sorry, these are lukewarm treats at best. I'm sorry about the noise I, noises I'm making while I'm looking at all the ice cream, but I used to work here too. I know what it's like. Right, that kind of stuff. I, worked at, I used to work at Groupon, and that was something where I did customer service and then I trained customer service. And I, I think they took me off customer service because I remember ending a phone call by screaming, I'm a human being. <laughs> That's, that's, like a manager walked by and I was just screaming, I am a human being on, on a repeat. And that, they're like, can we talk to you? You might be better placed uh, <laughs> teaching this. That's very... Wait, you teach. might be better placed teaching this? Yeah, because they just didn't want me talking to people. Because I'm overly sensitive. I'm a fucking... I, I have the personality of a brand? Fabergé egg, yeah. Yeah, it's real bad. But yeah, I was uh, basically fired. <laughs> I have been, uh, I, well, I don't know why I need to connect with people like when I, like uh, if I'm calling like customer service or something because I know they pro like, I don't like when people try to connect with me. Why do, I, why do I think that they, you know what I mean? Like if it's work, like if you're kind of like at work, you're just sort of like, just get it, just let's get through this. As it comes as off possible. as condescending. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I have started, like, I'm just sort of like, ah, maybe it'll be better if every time I, I call customer service, I ask them what their favorite movie is. <laughs> Not a good idea? No. What are some of the answers you've gotten? Uh, Shawshank Redemption, a lot of times. Classic. Yeah. Classic. And by a lot of times, I say, I mean once. I did it once. So the dynamic of the show is a lot like this. Mm -hmm. Where one of us says something, the other two are like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> How can I sink this fucker? <laughs> <laughs> and we're also not used to, to, to standing. What is the... What is the, what is the personality of, of San Francisco? Have you guys picked up on that vibe at all? Someone's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> what is the personality of San Francisco? The people here, because I feel like here's here's the analogy that I've heard before, is I had a friend who taught a friend from Wisconsin who taught in, in like a New York college, and they said they one day baked cookies for the for like for their class, and they offered cookies to the class, and everyone was like, awesome, thank you, and they took cookies, and my friend was like, what the fuck, like offended that they took cookies. And he said, the coasts, the personality is, if somebody offers you something, you go, cool, thank you. Midwest is if somebody offers you something, you refuse twice, and then on the third time, you take it. And if you don't go through that, that, those paces, it's offensive to someone from the Midwest. So in Wisconsin, he would offer cookies to someone and go, no, thank you. Please have a cookie. I really can't. Please, I made them. I'll take one. And then, and then it's like, that's how you do it. You have to go through the, the rigmarole. It's because people in the Midwest are very committed to the rule of threes? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I like that the audience is enjoying what I'm saying at least slightly more than the two of you are. 
I'm enjoying that we're tossing out 20 conversation starters and not agreeing to any of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, be, being on tour is like supposed to be this thing where we get to know each other better, right? Like we're supposed to like be kind of more intimate, but like we did like talk a lot about that TV show. We talked a lot about the circle, and honestly, it's just like it's kind of relentless. Like, everything's gone great. It's been a really good time, and, and everyone's gotten along well. Like, there haven't been any fights or anything. And uh, it's just that there's always something to do, and it always feels like I'm really, like, nervous and upset to be like, okay, so we just got to the hotel, but in 10 minutes, we need to get all our shit together and get up and go to the next place, and then... 20 minutes after that, next thing's over, there's another thing. It just feels like there's... Yeah, Matt's been dad on the trip. Matt's been dad. Arnie's been, like, emotionally check-in mom. Mm -hmm. And I've been, like, like weird cousin Ralph or something. <laughs> like, I feel like Matt's taking care of everything. You do the most work of anyone I've ever met. And then Arnie, every once in a while, will be like, how are we doing? <laughs> I feel like I've done my part if I'm occasionally like, we're all good, right? Yeah, I, well, yeah, I just like taking care of logistical things because then I don't have to worry about them. Yeah. I get very anxious when things aren't, like, ready and set, and, like, so I go, well, I'll get them ready and set, and then we'll be ready and set. Yeah. And we then, Each city we've been to, we've Matt and I have given um, Arnie, we've given Arnie a limit of five signs per city because anywhere we go... It, <laughs> he loves to just, just like, read signs. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be like, huh. Ham on the bone. <laughs> and we'll be like, you have four more. And he's like, that's not fair. Look at these signs. If, if this... I tried to negotiate a different system where I'm allowed an unlimited number of reading the signs out loud, but I'm only allowed uh, three uh, that's not interesting. The, the weirdest I... part about it, though, is it's always a discovery, the way he says it. If this theater was a car we were all in, he'd go, huh, fire hose. <laughs> he, we that's were... not a sign I would read. We were in Atlanta, and he had in the, in the, the, sort, of, um, ca the sort of box we put, placed him in the caveats of five per city or whatever. He had said, meant several. He was at his, reaching his limit. And we passed the place called J.R. Crickets. And I heard him audibly sigh. Because he looked and he goes, <sighs> and I go, did you want to say J.R. Crickets? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> it was, here's the thing, J.R. Crickets, it's not just for me, it's a gift for the whole car. <laughs> That's undeniable for sure. Um, something I learned about uh, Arnie on this road trip is that because we're, um, we're we were talking about high school or something or maybe grade school. I did, Arnie, if you had to guess what Arnie played in his grade school production of Lord of the Rings, who would you think Arnie played? Uh, Bilbo. Bilbo nailed it. Um, he played Gollum, <laughs> which is the most bonkers fucking casting. You had this. Were you like six foot in fifth grade or something? Yeah, full beard. Yeah, white in the beard. Wife, kid. Uh, yeah. I. But it was one of those things where it was the play of The Hobbit, and like the 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 director was a sort of older woman who had never read anything but that play. 
Uh, and so I was like, I've seen the Ralph Bakshi movie. I think vaguely I know what Gollum is supposed to be. And she's like, no, you're a lizard man. You're a big lizard man. <laughs> and, and we just got our light. So thank you all. We are karate. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much. Thanks. And that is our episode, baby. Woo! I'm telling you, what a time. What a time to be alive. Andy, I would maybe go to a concert with you if you wanted me to. Didn't we go, actually, didn't I go with you to one concert? No. Yes, I went with you to Dave. Coolier. The, <laughs> the one who used to date New Girl. What? Remember we went to that concert? Oh! Ben Gibbard, Ben Gibbard, Ben Gibbard. <laughs> the one who used to date New Girl. It took me a very long time oh, to get Was that a Friends this. episode? <laughs> um, yes, yes. I took you to see Ben Gibbard. Yes. Um, and uh, I liked it. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did like, you know, we could all sit down. It felt civilized. <laughs> yes. So they were sitting. So right. I just kind of sat and was like, okay. I just remember being so distinctly annoyed because he was saying stuff that was like barely funny and everyone was cracking up. And I was like, I'm out here in these streets struggling to make audiences laugh. And you just say half a thing. And they're like, <laughs> oh, they all do. Like Eleanor Friedberger said something. I chuckled at it just on instinct. And then I turned to Aaron and I go, that wasn't funny. Why did I laugh? Thank you. That's how they get you. I don't know what it is, what happens when you're in that space, but I just remember, that's all I remember. I do not remember his music at all. I just remember, if you're a musician, you say something remotely funny, you can get an entire theater to laugh. Mm. And I was like, I, should I just be a musician then? <laughs> a funny, a musician who says like some things in between. And like funny. literally does a 10 minute set. Yeah. Between every song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, uh, you guys. It's been a delight. A real delight, Andy. I really like you. <laughs> you guys, have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.